0: The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Before we start this video I want to quickly mention that only 27% of you are subscribed. If you enjoy the content, please consider subscribing to support the channel. I've also seen some comments saying that YouTube unsubscribed them from the channel, so please check. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. In today's video, we're going to be discussing a character that you MAY have heard of. I am of course talking about the primary protagonist for the Harry Potter story, Harry Potter himself. Now ever since the last book came out, Harry has been on the receiving end of a considerable amount of scrutiny- at least from some of the internet and I say after the last book came out because at that stage we had a better picture of the whole Harry Potter story, and everything that Harry had endured. Before we dive in further, let me say this- Harry is a talented young wizard. However, what many have criticized the series for doing is essentially giving Harry PLOT ARMOR. For those unaware, plot armor, otherwise known as script immunity, or a character shield, is essentially a term used to describe a main character's inability to die. The idea behind it is this- the main character is too important to the story to be removed. Therefore, his or her health, life are safeguarded by plot conveniences. To this I would say, sure, I get it. Sometimes the plot seems to really go out of its way to ensure that Harry stays safe but we do have to remember that Harry is the main character, and it's hardly unreasonable for Rowling to keep the character around that drives the story forward. Furthermore, while his life, health are always preserved, his preservation is also quite well thought out. For the most part, it's not just haphazardly jotted into the story out of convenience. Traditionally, books are scrutinised for giving protagonists plot armour when they are safeguarded by unlikely or irregular means things that aren't properly thought out. But I think that JK Rowling did think things out quite well. One argument for why Harry's plot armour is so thick, however, is that time and time again he seems to be able to go toe to toe with powerful dark wizards that far exceed his level of power. After all, Harry didn't even know about the wizarding world until it was time for him to attend Hogwarts. If we look at things reasonably, how on earth could he have accomplished some of the things that he did without plot armour? In today's video I want to discuss Harry's level of power, and the alleged plot armour at play- examining a bunch of situations in which, out of what some may construe as plot convenience, Harry is bailed out. From there, you can make your own decision as to whether or not you feel that it's plot armour, or just reasonable plot development. Was Harry a supremely powerful wizard? An untalented and extremely lucky wizard? or an above average wizard with a considerable amount of luck on his side. First, let's jump all the way back to Harry's first encounter with adversity- his showdown with Voldemort on that one fateful day in Godric's Hollow. October 31st 1981 wasn't only the day that beloved couple Lily and James Potter died- it was also the day that marked the defeat of the Dark Lord for the first time, and the astonishing survival of Harry. When Harry finally came of age to attend Hogwarts, His reputation, having survived an attack by the Dark Lord himself, preceded him, and this meant that he entered a world where he already had fame. He didn't know the world of magic at all, but here he was, strolling down Diagon Alley, with everyone thinking that he had somehow single-handedly stopped the Dark Lord. So now you might be asking, how did Harry survive? Well, it was actually his mother's doing. Harry did nothing. Without drilling down into it too much, baby Harry was protected from Voldemort because of Lily's loving sacrifice- her sacrificial protection. In Harry Potter, it's commonly expressed that love trumps all other manners of powerful magic, and in this instance, that power was truly showcased in its totality, stopping the dark lord in his tracks. So Harry was saved by his mother, and this may seem awfully convenient given that he was a baby and quite literally unable to defend himself against a house cat, let alone one of the most powerful dog wizards of all time. HOWEVER, where some may say plot armour, I simply say plot. If Harry died right then and there, I'm not sure there would have been much of a story to tell. It's established right from the beginning that the power of love simply trumps all, and this is the first example of the power of love in action. The next example of Harry achieving the unthinkable comes in the form of Harry stopping the Basilisk in the Chamber of Secrets. The Basilisk is an ancient, gigantic, behemoth of a creature that is about as deadly as they come. However, Harry, in typical Harry fashion, of course bests this creature at the tender age of 12 with virtually no advanced magical capability. Was Harry's defeat over this beast plot armour? In my opinion, not really. And I say not really because everything that contributes to him defeating the basilisk seems well thought out. He doesn't outright defeat the basilisk with his pure, raw magical power- he gets help, as any protagonist does. Hermione helps him with his research, and Fawkes shows up to help Harry- which makes perfect sense given that Dumbledore is practically omniscient. Fawkes shows up and claws the basilisk's eyes out. And next, the sorting hat provides Harry with the sword of Gryffindor, a sword presented to only a true worthy Gryffindor that allows him to defeat the Basilisk. The sword thing is a little convenient, but everything else about this situation seems reasonable. Harry's next grand victories came at the Triwizard Tournament, in the Goblet of Fire, where he passed all of the tournament's tests with flying colours. Harry didn't face much trouble in the tournament, and that's largely because he always had a winner's advantage being given help by Barty Crouch Jr throughout. However, while his assistance from Crouch Jr served him in the tournament, allowing him to effectively pass the challenges, it didn't come without repercussions. It was always the intention of Crouch Jr to allow Harry to win, so that he would eventually claim the Triwizard Cup- a secret porky- and be transported to the Little Hangleton graveyard. Harry passed all of the tests and overcame any sort of adversity that he faced but his assistance wasn't haphazardly introduced to continue the plot- it was an integral part of the plot. The next significant example of Harry's potential plot armour was when he faced Voldemort in the graveyard. Harry grabs the portkey in the triwizard maze and is transported to Little Hangleton where he is faced with Voldemort and Wormtail. After taunting Harry a bit and basically explaining that his original defeat was a fluke, Voldemort and Harry enter into a duel. The beams of light lock in mid-air, the two wizards are entered into a power struggle, and somehow Harry is able to, once again, fend off one of the most powerful wizards ever. However, it wasn't that Harry was more powerful than Voldemort, not even close- the two entered a stalemate for a number of reasons. First of all, Lily's loving sacrifice was still at play. Second of all, Voldemort had regenerated his body using Harry's blood, and third of all, the two wizards were using brother wands. The final example of Harry's plot armour in play is when he duels Voldemort at the end of the battle of Hogwarts. At this stage, Harry and Voldemort once again enter into a magical power struggle. However, what's unique about this duel in particular is that Harry is no longer a horcrux for Voldemort, and Voldemort is using a wand to which he is not the rightful owner. The rules surrounding the ownership of the elder wand meant that Harry was the real owner of the wand, which meant that Voldemort was not able to kill Harry with it. When Voldemort fires his final Avada Kedavra at Harry, it bounces right back at him, just as it did so many years prior, putting an end to the Dark Lord forever. Tom Riddle hit the floor with a mundane finality, his body feeble and shrunken, the white hands empty, the snake-like face vacant and unknowing. Voldemort was dead, killed by his own rebounding curse, and Harry stood with two wands in his hand, staring down at his enemy's shell. One of the most glaringly obvious issues with Harry as a protagonist is that, yes, Voldemort wasn't able to kill him. But that shouldn't mean that no one can kill him. However, for some reason, Harry is this untouchable, important figure that the Death Eaters must leave alone, being saved and groomed for Voldemort to eventually kill himself. So did Harry have plot convenience? Well, kind of, yeah, but I don't think that his plot armour is quite as bad as some make it out to be. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comment section below. Until next time- It does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.